0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Entrepreneurial Chiropractor Podcast. This is the podcast where we interview successful chiropractors and their coaches to learn about their journey, the obstacles they've overcome, and how you can model their approach to build your chiropractic practice. My name is Andrew Alex, and I'm joined by my wonderful, healthy cousin and boss and colleague mentor, <laughs> Scott oh. Solari. Oh, my God, Andrew.
1: Wow. <laughs> Wow, that would I think be, I
0: threw in a couple extra there. That was really but great. I was feeling it, today. and I,
1: I do feel healthy. I just came
0: home from the chiropractor, Andrew. I know you did, and mm-hmm. he hooked you up with our interview for today.
1: He did. He did. He, uh, he he's friends with um with our interview, uh, RJ, and uh, I feel great. Great adjustment today. Ugh, I feel I'm moving around
0: good. Feel fantastic. Well, I'm, I'm jealous. I've been stuck in the office all day, so I'm I'm sure you had a great day. I'm I'm glad you did. <laughs> But I'm having a good one because I'm here with you now, and we're about to listen to your interview with Dr. RJ Jelena. He is a uh, chiropractor who graduated from the Palmer College of Chiropractic in Davenport. He is uh, married to Dr. Michelle since 2007, who is his lovely wife, and together they own I Get It Chiropractic. Um, Dr. RJ is also on the autism board and teaches Sunday school at the Flatirons Community Church, he enjoys playing hockey. Is into CrossFit oh, and oh, you love that, and Andrew.
1: Both of those, don't you?
0: I I do love both of those. I the, the softer spot is for hockey. I just started doing CrossFit, but i was been playing hockey my whole life. And uh, his his wife has told us that he also loves to shop, which is <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> so, Scott, my question to you is: uh, first and foremost. What are all of our awesome listeners out there uh, going to learn when, you know, from your interview with RJ and, and what's he going to share with everyone?
1: Well, I think one of the biggest things and takeaways that uh, our listeners are going to get from this interview is uh, RJ's approach with putting luncheons together and also the importance of being able to speak and, and public speak and communicate with uh, with your patients and, um, you know, whether it's when you first meet him or keeping him coming back to the, the office uh, for lifelong, you know, health. So um, he's really going to jump into his strategy on doing luncheons and, and how that's uh, really helped him build
0: his business and how it can help you build yours if you uh, implement that into what you're doing. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and jump right into the interview, and we'll catch up with everyone after that.
1: Dr. RJ, thank you so much for, for being here. I, I appreciate it, and our audience does too. Absolutely, man. Anytime it's a chance to talk chiropractic, i love the opportunity to do so. So first off, I always like to get our audience to get to know you a little bit as, as being a guest and, and your your story you know, you just mentioned you've been in practice for 10 years, but, you know, what, what's what's your story? How'd you, how'd you come across chiropractic? And um, tell us a little bit about your your history and how you've gotten to where you are today.
2: Awesome. Yeah. Um, so it starts like this. Uh, I was 12 years old. My oldest brother graduated from uh, Life West. He moved back to Canada and he started adjusting our family. You know, if we had headaches or back pain, uh, if anyone us got in auto accidents or any involved in sports injuries, and I was uh, highly involved in hockey and baseball and football. And then uh, I fell in love with rugby and I started playing high level of rugby in Canada and the Super League and things like that. And I got recruited to go to Palmer Chiropractic College in Davenport, Iowa on a rugby scholarship. So I went to school thinking uh, chiropractic, again, was for athletes, uh, back pain, auto accidents, uh, injuries, things like that. And that's how I did most of my focus. And six months prior to graduation, I got diagnosed with type two diabetes and cirrhosis of my liver. And my medical doctor said it was, you know, 15 pills uh, for the rest of my life. And I went and researched those pills that night and I found out there was common side effects of infertility, sterility, erectile problems and things like that, which uh, not to mention no men wants, but no female ever wants in their partner. And I got engaged six months prior to this diagnosis. So I came back to school. I was very, uh, you know, in a bad place, uh, the lowest place in my life. And one of my friends goes, you hear this chiropractor speak because a chiropractor can help you. And when you're in chiropractic school and your brother's a chiropractor and you've been adjusted since you're 12 and you're 27 years old and you hear this information, you don't believe it. So for three months I suffered. And then finally uh, my friend came to me. He's like, you know, can I ask you a question? Like, you can ask me anything you want. And he's like, what's your life been like these last three months? I said, it's been living hell, man. I'm suicidal. I'm depressed. I'm depressed. I don't even care if I graduate college uh, and things like that. And he's like, well, man, this guy I've been asking to go see is doing a presentation. It was a 45-minute drive from school. I drove down to hear this Cairo speak. Um, He really enlightened me the principles and philosophies of chiropractic of what what chiropractic is traded on. And I followed this man and started doing some upper cervical work and other things. And then three months' time uh, before I graduated, I went from 265 pounds down to 195 pounds. Then I moved out to Colorado after three months of this guy's care. And three months later, I got tested back in Colorado, and they could no longer find cirrhosis uh, or diabetes in my body. And so I basically went on a journey to learn as much of upper cervical care, much, uh, everything I could about chiropractic, and the beauty of how we just allow the body to work better, function better, and heal better, not treating symptoms or diseases. So I've been super passionate about uh, bringing this information to as many people as I can, and when I was sitting through this guy's uh, report, I looked over at my fiancé at the time and I said, you know what, I finally get chiropractic. So we actually named our practice, I Get It Chiropractic, with the hope that we just educate as many people, as many families, as many communities, as many con- continents and countries, so people can understand what chiropractic is and they can choose if it's right for them too. That's, that's sort of my little uh, five-minute history there. Hopefully that's good enough for, for you and the, and the listeners.
1: Yeah, abs- absolutely, man. I, and I love that. And I, you know, it's it's pretty amazing. I, you know, everyone I run into um, pretty much every chiropractor that I've run into is uh, had been turned on to this at some point and then it changed their life. And, you know, they became a chiropractor. And so I, I love hearing the stories uh, with when I'm talking to chiropractors and doctors, because it's just uh, it's always uh, amazing. And it just goes back to the foundation of what you teach which is if you're proactively maintaining a healthy body and and keeping it from being, uh, su- I always say the word wrong, supplicated, right? Um, then your, you know, your body should be functioning at its optimum level, right? If you're if you're eating and doing all the right things, exercising, doing all those right things. So, uh, I love it, man. So t- tell me, you know, a little bit about how you're educating your community and the people that you're trying to stay in front of and, and how you're, you're speaking in front of them and getting in front of more people. Because I think, you know, one of the biggest things between, you know, chiropractic offices I see that are just, you know, doing chiropractic and ones that are, are flourishing and really being a part of the community and growing the awareness is, you know, being comfortable, you know, speaking and talking about it.
2: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's like you said, trying to educate the community on subluxation, the dangers of it. It's like the minute you realize that health is our greatest asset and that it's the number one thing we have, you're going to want to promote that to as many people as possible because when people have bad health, it just doesn't affect them. It affects our community. And we see that by all the tragedies that are happening right now in the United States and in Europe and all these terrible acts that are happening. And I don't blame anything else on the fact that these people are subluxated. So when you ask me that question, what do I do to educate my community? I do a lot. And for years I was your screening guy. Like I would do every screening. I would never pass up an event and then I had kids. So I was like, okay, I need to start being more effective. And I always wanted to start doing lunch and learns and working with companies. So I don't know, two, three years ago I did Roberto Monaco's uh, influenceology from the front and uh, you know, I just mastered my craft and I've done probably I average anywhere, you know, uh, probably 80 to 90 lunch and learns a year uh, for companies. And I love speaking. So I do my dinners twice a month. I do lunch and learns. And it's just a platform to get me in front of as many people as possible. Now, I know one area I want to start going is, you know, Facebook Live and start doing more podcasts and webinars. But I haven't really done that yet. I'm really more comfortable speaking in front of a group than I am behind a camera.
1: Got it. So tell me a little bit about your approach, you know, to get in front of you know, people, let's say at a lunch and learn in a, in a business and, and how you're, you know, how you get in front of a business, let's say.
2: So the, the best step for a chiropractor to get in front of a business is to start in their own office. So we used to do that, put up things, you know, bring lunch to your company, look like a hero, put up different things. Hey, where do you work? And my girls would ask and we get a warm lead and then you just call and talk to the, the HR person, the person in charge, and it's simply like, hey, how w- would you like to make more money and less sick time and have better energy and, and highly productive staff? And I think if someone called me and said, hey, would I want that for my staff? I'd say yes. So then you just you just make it relatable to the office and to the business and understand that when people function at 100%, they produce at 100%. So it's always a win-win situation. And then I say, hey, man, we bring free lunch. We can come and do this for your company. Does that sound good? Uh, anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour, whatever you feel is different and whatever you guys want. And we just go and rock it out and just tailor it to each company and what their needs
1: are. I love that. So, um, when you do, I, you know, I'm going to stay on the lunch and learn a little bit because I, you know, it's not something we've really talked about too much in this podcast. We've kind of gone over it. Sure. But when you, um, it's so when you're out there and you're, and you're giving your talk and your presentation, um, what do, you, what do you do from there? Like, What's the next step, obviously, is to get them into the office for a consultation or an appointment?
2: Okay, so I've always done this. and I know other people do it differently, but I'm a very honest guy. I'm very authentic. So what I tell you I'm going to do is what I do. So I don't do bait and switch, anything like that. So if a company calls up and says they want a stress talk. So I will start off by saying I'm going to talk about three, the three most important areas of stress in your life. And then the one most important area that controls all those other three, is that okay? So I asked that question, started off, then I'll give them little tidbits on physical, chemical, emotional stress. And then I tie back in the stress response to the human body and how that our body is developed and designed for stress. And our body adapts to stress. And if there's flexation present, it allows the body not to adapt correctly to the stressor. So then it breaks down the adaptation. It breaks this down. Then I go into more of a chiropractic, here's how we help, here's what we do in our office, here's what makes us special. And then just sort of after that, they've learned about it, then you say, so for you to be less stressed, what's the number one thing you need? And they're like, I need my nervous system to be free and clear. And be like, great, would you like me to share with you all how to do that? And you're going to get one person in the room that says yes, and that's my invitation to dive on and say, here's what we do. You come on in, we do exam, uh, evidence-based, scientific-specific chiropractic assessment, Uh, We take chiropractic necessary x-rays, and from there we bring you back to a principal doctor's report where I'm going to go over all your x-ray findings and recommendations for you to find the cause of your problem, to help you deal with stress better, to have a more productive, happy, highly functioning life. Does that sound good? And then I say, here's the cost for that. And then 90% of the room are coming in and they're making appointments for the rest of their family. But I'm always big on that you don't go in with an agenda just to talk about chiropractic because you're going to piss everyone in the room off. So if they sign right. up for stress or whatever the topic is, you give them that first and always throw a chiropractic in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned there that, you know, they'll sign up and then a lot of them are bringing their family in. How important do you feel like it is to get your family involved, especially with that initial, um, you know, initial consultation in the office when they are coming in?
2: You know, it, it really goes back and forth. Um, years ago, I was very hard on saying, you know, you're, spouse or significant other had to come to that, you know, report of findings and things like that. But what I found is that the more you just focus on that person and you let it happen organically, the better success they have about bringing the rest of their family. In. So typically if I meet a late, uh, a wife at the office, they're bringing their family with them. And typically if it's a man, he's a little bit reluctant to bring his wife cause he sort of wants to feel it out. I don't know if you're married, but that's typically what I noticed in married couples is that if you get to the wife first, you got the whole family.
1: Got it. So you get them in the office, you go over the plan. Obviously, ideally, they feel like it's the best decision for them to make for their, their health to go through this adjustment, you know, uh, phase, essentially. What are you doing along the way to keep educating them and helping them, you know, help them doing their home care care? as well as getting them into a position where they become a lifelong patient. Because I know that's one of the biggest things that chiropractors struggle with. They've, they figure out the new patient process, but they, they slack on the, on keeping them coming and keeping the education coming um, and, and staying in front of all their current patients to make sure that they're, they're getting in there and continuing on the lifelong plan.
2: I really feel that you know after doing this for 10 years and looking at the people that have been with you for 10 years, uh, typically they're the ones that get engaged and they come to the workshops that we do. So I'm always big on educating. I'm big on uh, table talk. So I really try to keep all of our conversations at the, at the adjusting tables about chiropractic. Um, we have great videos that are up uh, with rolling you know, things, stats underneath or trivia questions or videos about chiropractic. So when they're in our office, we're just constantly bombarding them with chiropractic messages. Uh, from things that we listen or a message that we post on Facebook or emails that we send out. But I really strongly feel that if you get them engaged to come to the workshops, and at every workshop you're talking about chiropractic, they start to get into it, and they start to realize more and more. And so if you just talk to them about chiropractic the first time, you're like, oh, they're sick and tired of hearing about subluxation, um, that would be like saying that I don't like hearing about subluxation, and I've been doing it for a decade, and I love hearing stuff about subluxation. So it's just that reprogramming uh, of, their, of their brain and their mind just to get them involved. But I also believe a lot of it comes from table manners. Um, wow. If you love people, they're going to sense that and they're going to want to keep on coming back. So I feel like I, I just love what I do that I, I have this opportunity to serve people every single day and serve God by serving them. And I feel they, they get that. Like they truly feel my presence when I'm with them. They feel that I'm connected in that. You know, they, they just want to keep coming back because of that connection, too.
1: So what do you what do you think the biggest thing, you know, because our audience is probably a lot of chiropractors that may be struggling or newer to the industry, um, newer to having their own practice or maybe they're in a practice considering going out on their own. You know, what do you think are some of the biggest things, you know, that you faced along the way building a practice that you have such a good you know, patient base and all these things seem to be doing really well for you. You know, what are some of the, the hiccups that you hit along the road that um, you know, that you were able to get through that really uh, propelled this career for you?
2: What do you mean that I, that I didn't come out of school open up my office and was that super high volume in a week? <laughs> like, you want, you know, you want me to talk about the reality that it took me a long time to get here? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, where do you want to start with the hiccups? The hiccups are, I remember the first time I went and screened uh, my office at that time was next door to a, a Bally's um, gym here in Colorado. And I went in and I'm like, okay, I'm a chiropractor. I'm super cool. I had my substation. I had all this stuff and I sucked. And, and then you realize that you you're not as good as you think and you get humbled. But the biggest thing in life was what I learned from being an athlete and stuff like that is the more you get back up after you've gotten beat and you keep working at it, you get better. So, yeah, you're going to get rejected. And I remember the greatest thing I learned probably, I don't know, nine nine years ago, nine and a half years ago, was that every no you get is closer to a yes. So I remember going out like, yes, I got my no today. Oh, that's another no. That's, the yeses are coming. And then once you get over that fear, you just start to learn You start to learn to communicate at a more effective value. And what I've honestly learned is saying less is more. And what I've also learned is that you stop trying to convince people because the convinced and the convicted or the, convinced and the convicted, say little. So now in my office, I hardly say much, but what I do say is very impactful. And even with my adjusting, I adjust way less segments than I did even four or five years ago, and my results are through the roof because I'm just focused. It's more of a focus, but you learn that from trial and error. Same with speaking. Like I've gone and, and I've tried to do it other people's ways. I've mimicked other speakers. And I would honestly say when I came down and broke it down to what I was passionate about and what I want to speak about, that's why people are going to come and, and see you. So for the for the new person, the person that's struggling is don't give up. Just keep on going and, and learn by trial and error. You're going to make mistakes along the way. Nobody's perfect. And if anyone's telling you that they're perfect and they got this perfect thing that signs up hundred percent of the time, and you're always going to have 8 million people at your dinners and every lunch and learn I've signed up a hundred percent, they're full of it. I mean, Jesus was probably the best closer in the world and he didn't close at a hundred percent. So then when I had that mentality too, that it's not what I'm saying, they're not buying. It's that they don't want to do it themselves. And I put the onus on the person in front of me. I'm okay. As long as I know I give it my hundred percent. Does that make sense to you?
1: Yeah, that does. And I, and I, and I love that. And that's, and that's all you can do is give your, give your all, give your hundred percent be honest and authentic and, and try to help and add value to people. And, and um, if they're not open to to hearing it or or grasping it, then at, that you did everything you can, like you said. And I, I love that perspective.
2: Well, I, I think what happens is you come out and you're so passionate. And I think chiropractors are very amiable people that always want to help each, like help as many people as they can. And then they get so worried about helping someone when the person doesn't want the help and it just tears you apart. So years ago, I changed my verbiage, and at the beginning of my report with everyone, I say, my job is to be your doctor, which means your educator. I'm not going to tell you to do anything. I'm not going to force you to do anything. All I'm going to do is equip you with knowledge so you can make the best choice for your life, your health, your future, and your family. And then the ownership's on them. I know I'm giving my all, but they have to receive it and act upon it, and I'm not going to force anyone to do anything. It, It just works better when they're like, oh, yeah, this is the place for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love it, man. Um, RJ, is there anything else that you want to, any other wisdom that you would like to share with our, with our audience uh, before we, we
0: wrap up?
2: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think I would just keep it simple. Uh, just communicate chiropractic because there's so much beauty and joy in chiropractic alone that you don't want to muddy the waters and say that you have to do all these other things. So we've really gotten back to just strictly focusing on the chiropractic piece. And the results that we're seeing are, are through the roof. Um, and like I said, I don't claim to treat symptoms or conditions, but I've probably helped everyone with everything from A to Z in the book get results. And it's just because we're finding finding the interference and in the subluxation, removing it and allowing the body to heal. And, uh, you know, I switched to a, a technique called TIC, which is Tonal Integrative Correction. And uh, it's very low force, but it's super specific uh, to go along with the blare that I've done and just really upper cervical specific in it. And the beauty of it is, is that we adjust only three segments every time someone's in, no more than three segments or areas. And man, the results that we're getting are through the roof. And so again, I just have to go back to that adage that less is more. The human body needs no help. It just needs no interference. And sometimes as chiropractors, I believe that we want to hit so many segments that we create more interference in the body than we're removing. So I, I think that's just it, man. Just uh, stay passionate about what you're passionate about, live your life and live your dreams. And what works for someone might work for you, but what will work for you a hundred percent of the time is what you're passionate about and what you want to do. So I, I'm the guy that was told I couldn't do things a certain way. And guess what I went, I went out and I did them because it was what I wanted to do. So I believe deep down inside every chiropractor out there is their own way, their own wisdom and, and their own passion. I think that they should just live that passion.
1: Dr. RJ, if someone listening, you know, wants to connect with you, or if it's, uh, you know, someone local, what's the best way, um, you know, what's the, what's some information you can share with them?
2: Yeah, man. If anyone wants to connect with me, I'm on Facebook, RJ Jelena. Uh, they can also email me uh, if you want to throw that up, rjjelena dc at gmail.com. Um, can, they can also uh, text me 303-845-2973 to send me a text. Uh, But probably the best way is email. I would say that's that's probably the best way.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Scott, RJ is awesome. I'm really glad that you did this interview with him because, uh, I mean, an attitude like this is always refreshing. I mean, the way that he describes fighting for each no cuz you know that it's getting you closer to a yes, right? Like, you know, he's not psyching himself up to say that like he knows he's going to he's going to win over every possible client or whatever, but he he knows that he's going to fight for every single one of them and just through sheer force of will is going to get the client.
1: Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a really, it's really great because there's probably a lot of our audience, Andrew, that's listening that maybe has a new practice and is struggling a little bit and it's going to be a fight, but eventually it's going to click and you're going to learn your strategy and how to adjust and, and, and you're going to fight through those no's and start building a real uh, culture and family in your practice. And I, I love when he, you know, he talks about, um, Uh, You know, their strategy for adjusting less too. you know, they, he only, he only does maybe two or three adjustments every time with each patient and they've seen results through the roof since he's done that. So I I think, you know, if you look at this whole interview overall, Andrew, um, just keep believing in yourself and keep fighting for, for the patients and for, you know, to provide health for all the people that you want to influence. And eventually, things will come together, and you'll build a real, a real family and a, and a practice that you love with a purpose.
0: Yeah, and. I know that you have a purpose, and that is to educate and influence all of our wonderful listeners out there. And I want to invite all of you uh, to reach out to Scott and I. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, Scott and I work for a marketing company called Viral Marketing, and we help people tell their story, stay in touch with their clients. Um, we can help you with that too, but really what we want to do is get some feedback on the podcast. So, if you have questions, concerns about topics you want us to raise to potential guests or you know specific uh, maybe episode specials or really just questions in general that Scott and I might be able to have some insight on because we keep meeting all these really awesome chiropractors, please reach out to us. You can reach me and my email, which is andrew.alex, and that's A L. I X, um, at getviral.com. That's G E T V Y R A L. And Scott is just Scott at getviral.com. Um, drop us a line, say hi, tell us if you love the podcast, because we love doing it for you. And, uh, with that, I'm Andrew Alex. And I'm Scott Solari. And we'll see all of you next week on the next exciting episode of the Entrepreneurial Chiropractor Podcast. Take care.